Uh, so <laughs> let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. We love you, God. We do um, appreciate everything you've given us, God, from the time in which we have, the talent in which you've given us, the treasure as well. Uh, God, let us use everything that, that you have given us, the gifts that you've given us to further your kingdom. God, as we open up your word today, as we talk about your kingdom, uh, Lord, let the, the words that come out of my mouth be your words. God, uh, let uh, our hearts just hear what you have to say. Uh, Lord Jesus, we know um, that when we come together, we are uh, coming for one purpose, and that purpose is to glorify your name. Uh, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you can have a seat. All right. So, how's everybody doing today? Good, 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 good. Fantastic. So here's the deal. We put out more chairs, so if we put out more chairs, we need more people to fill those chairs. So make sure we're inviting people. And how about this? Um, trying to think of a, a different word than kidnap, but I just can't think of anything. So in the most righteous way, kidnap your friends, your family, whoever, and bring them to church. Uh, because maybe they'll be kicking and screaming, uh, saying, or, or just trick them. Hey, we're going to the Waffle House, <laughs> or whatever. It, it, I know the Waffle House is bad. No, no, no. You take them to the Waffle House afterwards. You, you kind of, you, you come through on it. Uh, it's a journey of getting there. <laughs> oh man, yes. Um, so uh, today's gonna, today's gonna be fun. Um, how, how's everybody's week? Good week, good week. Busy week, busy week, yes. Um, for those that you, most everybody knows that uh, yesterday that we, uh, um, we, we buried one of our, our dear friends, Mr. Ed. Um, we know that uh, he's with Jesus right now, and um, we, we need to understand. And, and I think that it's, it's going to kind of go into what we're going to talk about today, kingdom of God. Um, and sometimes we have misconceptions of what the kingdom of God is, and I, I think that uh, uh, if we, when we clear those up, that, that helps us understand how we get through uh, times like, like this and everything. Um, so uh, with that, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. We're in the Luke series, and um, I, I was talking to the guys in, in Sunday school this morning, and, and I was going to... And I, I, I told him I was going to ask this question, but I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But uh, how many of you, in your mind, you can answer this, is what Jake says, right? In your mind, raise your hand. Um, how many of you did the, the homework that I, that I gave you last week about uh, answering the question, what does it mean when somebody says that the kingdom of God is already not yet? Uh, and I, I don't know how many of you did that, that homework. Um, but uh, if you didn't do that homework um, or you started to and you got kind of confused or whatever, uh, it's just a good thing that, that you're here today, um, because that's one of the reasons why we come together is to learn about God's Word and learn about God's truths, uh, because I, I think when we have clear understandings of what God has said and what God has given us, um, our, our lives have a, a better chance of reflecting what God has set forth for us. Um, so, as we're going to look at the, the text today, and uh, we're in Luke chapter 4. Hmm. And I'll tell you straight up, I was uh, as we were preparing for this, as I was preparing for this message today. Usually, I don't have many notes, but we're talking about the kingdom of God, and I, I think that we can go a thirty-week series on the kingdom of God, but we're going to do it in thirty minutes. Um, so uh, let's just do it. 
In Luke chapter 4, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 42. So uh, we read this, I know, last week for you type A people don't, or you OCD, don't, don't get all jacked up. Um, but I want us to pick up in verse 42 uh, because uh, we're going to then jump into what it is we want to talk about today. Last week we talked about, um, can anybody tell me what, what, what was the main theme of last week's uh, message? Authority of Jesus, thank you very much. Yes, so last week we talked about the authority of Jesus and how Jesus has authority over all things. Uh, We understand that the authority in which is given to Jesus is given to him by the Father. Uh, We understand and we we talked about how um, Jesus had authority over the intellect as he was teaching um, that people was like, man, this dude knows what he's talking about. Not only that, but his his word, the words in which come from his mouth have authority. Um, and then we talked about not only does Jesus have authority over intellect, he has authority, authority over uh, the supernatural. Uh, we talked about how he was, uh, he was casting out demons and he uh, forbid them to, to speak. Uh, he has authority over the supernatural. But we didn't stop with that. We understand that God has authority or uh, Jesus has authority in this, in this uh, instance, um, that Jesus has authority over the natural as well. Uh, it talks about... Um, Jesus going into Simon's mother-in-law's house, and uh, or into Simon's house where his mother-in-law was, I should say, and raising her. I mean, she was ill and, and, and healing her, her body. So why we talked about all that, and I, and I believe why Dr. Luke uh, wrote all of that down and was giving us those certainties was to um, really propel ourselves into this next truth of the kingdom of God. Because what we have to understand about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is um, uh, present by the authority of God. So what we have to understand, if you're taking notes, so if, we, if we're going to, before you all check out and, and, or you take that, that nap, you know, Sunday siesta, um, the, the, the kingdom of God is where God's uh, rule and reign is present. The kingdom of God is where God's rule and reign, not R-A-I-N, but R-E-I-G-N, his rule and reign is present. Because too many times, too many people, what we have is um, when we ask the question or, or, or somebody says, um, well, what is, uh, what is the kingdom of God? The, 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 the majority of people uh, go to a futuristic place. All right, they, they go to, like, like, like Mr. Ed is in the kingdom of God. He, he's walking on the streets of gold. Yesterday at, at, at the service, we talked about he's fishing in the, the, the crystal, clear, crystal clear ponds. Uh, he's getting all of, of God's ducks in a row and, and everything. You know, that's where, where most of us, when we hear initially the, the kingdom of God, that's where we go to. Like this futuristic place is going to one day uh, be a, a reality. And is that wrong? No, it's, it's not wrong. Is, is, that tr- is, it a, is that a reality for us or is that a truth or a certainty for us? Absolutely. But what we have to understand, it's not just something that's going to be in the future. Because what we have to understand is what Jesus himself says about the kingdom of God. Um, I'm going to throw a, a bunch of, of scripture out to you, and I do not expect you all to, to write all of this down. Um, and what, what I'll do, here, here, here's this. I've got just a, a couple pages of scripture that I'm going to kind of just briefly go over. If you're the type that wants all these afterwards, I'll just lay these up here on the stage, and after service, you can come up and write it down or whatever. Make paper airplanes or do whatever you want to do. Um, 
But before you guys make paper airplanes, make sure everybody else gets everything written down first, right? All right. Um, because what we have to understand is what does Jesus say about the kingdom of God? Well, Jesus says in multiple places that, um, like in, in, in Matthew 4, 17, he says, uh, um, he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So not only does he say that there, other, place, other places he says, um, uh, in, uh, here's another one. Luke eleven twenty he says, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So he says, but if it is a finger of God that casts out a demon, uh, then the kingdom of God has come among you. Um, another place he, he talks about being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come. He answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways you can observe, nor will they say, look, here it is or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. So, and, and there's multiple other places or multiple other verses that Jesus talks about um, the kingdom of God being a present reality, not just a futuristic thing, something that's going to take place. So what we have to understand is when, 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 we, when Jesus is talking in, in this manner, that this reality is a, this, this is where that term that I talked about, just briefly talked about last week, the already, not yet, comes into play. So what Jesus is saying here is he's saying the kingdom of God is already. And then he, in other places he'll talk about it being futuristic, but the kingdom of God is not yet. How many of you, or your, your brain, don't raise your hand, your brain's just kind of like, okay, this is kind of confusing. What is it really, why is it so very important that Jesus himself talks about the kingdom of God being present, but then in other places, um, like in um, Luke 22, where he says, For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Or he says in Matthew 25, uh, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Or when he says, um, uh, For I tell you, I will not eat until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Or, you know, what is it that Jesus is doing when he's, he's clearly painting a picture? Here, I'll put these here now. He's clearly painting a picture that it is a present reality, but it is a future reality. What is he doing? Because I, I think that, that when, when we look at these kinds of things, um, uh, it, 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 it kind of is uh, ambiguous or it's, it's muddy to us. And we think that um, we, we, we're supposed to, as a believer, live in this fog. We're, we're really not supposed to understand what the kingdom of God is. There's supposed to be this mystery in which God wants us to live in um, that, that is going to uh, help keep our attention on that. God doesn't want us to live in a fog. It's not that God wants us to be so clueless about what's going on that he gives these, um, these uh, uh, vague descriptions to kind of keep us wandering. I think that there's a clear truth in what we can see with what Jesus says. Jesus talks about the kingdom of God being already, and he talks about the kingdom of God being not yet for a certainty, which I believe that we all should understand. God cares about the now as much as he cares about the then. So, so think about that. Because a lot of people in your lives, you're, we get, if I could just get to this or I could just get to that. Well, if, if I, I'm, one day I'm going to be spending eternity with, with God, that's great. But what are you doing about your eternity now? Because too many people, too, you know, too many times, too many people, what they do is they trust God for their eternity, 
but they don't trust him for their, for their present. So how many times, what, what do we have to do? How much clearer can it be where Jesus is talking about this kingdom of God? It's, it's at hand. It's, it's among us. That how, many, how much more does he have to say to like, I care about the now. And because I care about the now, let's do something about the now. I, I, I don't want us to, to overlook that. And I think that, that helping us understand that the now is impor- as important as the then, that's going to change the way in which we, we live. Uh, a couple of characteristics. Let's do this. A couple of characteristics for the kingdom of God. Uh, because um, understanding the, the, the kingdom of God in the now, I think that we have to understand a little bit about the kingdom of God. Many characteristics that we can see about the kingdom of God, I'm just going to give you two. Just for, for sake of time, and so we don't have those if commercials. You know the if commercials where our head goes with the purple dust and everything? That would be awesome other than trying to clean it up off of the chairs. Um, but I'm just going to give you two characteristics of the kingdom of God because I think these characteristics of the kingdom of God will help us um, better understand the, the implications for the, the, the now. First one. The kingdom of God does not conform to the standards of this world. The kingdom of God does not conform to the standards of this world. Important, because what happens too much is we have those who try to take what is godly and make it worldly. That's not what we're supposed to do. What we're supposed to do is we're supposed to be aliens. We're supposed to be exiles in the world. We are supposed to stand out in the world. Not that holier-than-thou guy standing on the corner with the Bible telling everybody they're going to hell. No, not that. But we're, when, when people view us, well, we, have to, we have to be different. Because if we're no different than the world around us, then why would the world around us want what we have? We do not conform. The, the, the kingdom of God does not conform to the standards of this world. Um, John 18, 36. Jesus says, um, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. Uh, so here's where maybe some, some thought may come in. Well, wait a second. How is it Jesus here is saying that his kingdom is not of this world? Uh, how can his kingdom be here now? Well, what Jesus is talking about is Jesus' kingdom is not from this world. His kingdom is from a different place. Uh, the, the, the Lord's Prayer in which we just um, recited, what we just prayed, where it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. So when we pray that, we're we're praying that, okay, God, what you have in heaven is what we want here. What is that that's in heaven that we want here? What is it that you actually are praying for? Is for God's will to be done. We want, what we're praying for is, God, I want to be obedient in my life to reflect your love, to reflect your truth, to reflect what it is that, that you have done for, for us. So when, don't, don't think uh, next time when we, or, or next Sunday, or even maybe you're doing this um, on your own at home, you pray with your kids. When you pray, uh, uh, your, your kingdom come, your will be done as on, on earth as it is in heaven. Don't take those words lightly. When, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, God, Usher in what it is that is going on there here. Because our world 
does not dictate or does not um, standardize, I, I guess that's the word I was looking, I'm looking for, does not standardize the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like oil and water. We, we, are, we have come, or he has come, so that we can be lights to the world. So we don't need to, and I get it, some of you are thinking, yeah, but we're supposed to be in the world, not of the world. Exactly. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. Our standards are different than the world. And that's not going to be popular, especially for you teenagers. That's not going to be popular at school. You being different because you believe in Jesus is not going to be cool. Look around. you got a bunch of uncool old people in that are surrounding you all. Well, one cool person, but I mean that. Uh, my wife's cool, too. And Mrs. Yerke, she's cool, too. She's in the front row today. <laughs> Well, I, I made her feel bad yesterday. She was halfway up, and I said, oh, well, usually on Sunday you're sitting in the back, and now you're halfway up. So she said, I'm going to sit in the front tomorrow. So, but, so we got another cool person, Ms. Yerke. So, but the, 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 the gospel, the, the understanding of the, the kingdom of God is not going to be cool. And that's okay. Because Jesus himself didn't come here to be cool. Jesus came to save sinners. He came to, as it says in um, Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 43, he says, I must preach the, the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus was sent to proclaim, to preach the good news about the kingdom of God. So understanding that the, the, the kingdom is not uh, conformed, the kingdom of God does not conform to the standards of this world is, is, is important. Um, but on that same line, understanding that even though the kingdom of God does not um, uh, conform to the standards of this world, the kingdom of God, or those who um, are in, going to inherit the kingdom of God, the, there, there's going to be fruit in which uh, there's going to be bore because of it. So, and I say that because uh, our world is a very uh, show me, uh, evidential, uh, you know, well, it's uh, what's a, the, the Jerry Maguire show me the money type, uh, give me proof. Well, in the sense that even though the, 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 the kingdom of God does not conform to the standards of the world, God's kingdom does supersede and overflow to show the, the, the world that it's, it's alive and well and moving and breathing and, and not going anywhere. The, those who inherit the kingdom of God are to bear fruit. That's another, that's another characteristic of the kingdom of God. A characteristic of the kingdom of God is those who inherit the kingdom of God will bear fruit. First uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse twelve says, "We exhort you, or we exhort each of you, and encourage and charge you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. Walk in a, a, a manner worthy. I mean, that that's a high calling." When, when Jesus talks about, okay, I'm going to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. Like we're going to see next week, one of the first things he does when he goes and he's preaching this is he's gathering those to walk with him. So the way in which we walk has a lot to do with the way in which the kingdom of God is displayed through us. Because when the kingdom of God is not displayed through those who are in the kingdom of God, and I'm going to use air quotes because there's a lot of people we're going to see here in a minute. There's a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm in the kingdom of God. 
but aren't really in the kingdom of God. They, they, they just kind of go through the motions. When the, when the kingdom of God is not displayed through the people that are in the kingdom, then the kingdom kind of loses its impact. And, and that, that's not of God. That's not Jesus' intention. Look at, um, let's just jump right there. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, um, Jesus makes a, a, a very, uh, I don't want to say startling, because startling is like something that catches you off guard, but just a very um, bold statement in reference to the kingdom of God. And, and I think that the, the understanding this, this bold statement helps us to understand the importance of knowing what the true kingdom of God is here and now. Here, Jesus, he says here in, in, in verse, um, chapter 7, verse 21. And, and to be honest with you, this is, uh, this is one of those verses, I, I don't know about you, but um, uh, I, I firmly believe that if, you, um, if, you're, if you're not offended by the Bible at one point or another, that you're not truly reading the Bible. Because there are points in, in Scripture that are going to reveal sin in your life, and that things that you're going to need to take care of, and it's going to be offensive. It's not going to be fair to us. We're in, in our way of thinking, our, our, our Western American way of thinking through things. But it doesn't mean just because it's not fair, doesn't mean that, the, that God's truth is any less the truth. So, so just take that, and I think I've, 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 you know, we've talked about this before, but take that as a, if I'm offended here, Who's wrong, me or God? Okay? Don't try to arm wrestle him because he'll win. He'll pop your hip out of socket or something like that. But don't, don't take that as a, man, I'm, also, don't take that as like, a, man, I'm such a bad person. No, take that as a, I got to do something about this. This is why God gives us these truths. Look here, verse 21. It says, and we know for a little bit of contextualization here, um, the, the, the setting that's going on, this is Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he, he's talking to uh, the, 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 those around him. They're, you know, they're sitting there. They've, I don't know how long they've been there because they've been there since chapter 5, 5, 6, 7. So a little while. Jesus says to them, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Pause for a second. Just want to make sure everybody understands this. Jesus, right up front, he does not sugarcoat this. Because he, he, he's saying, those, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, understand what that, 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 that term Lord is, that, that is ascribing, okay, if, I, if we were to call someone Lord, we're ascribing them in our minds some, some type of authority, recognizing them as an authority figure that they've got rule and reign over something, so he's saying here, those who say, Lord, Lord, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone will enter the kingdom of heaven. Wait a second. I thought that God loves everybody and everybody's going to get in. Well, but 
the one who does the will of my Father who says, or the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Do many mighty works in your name? Preach really good sermons on Sunday in your name? Go on a lot of good mission trips in your name? Feed a lot of people in your name? Wiped a lot of noses? Spit on a lot of Bibles? Sorry. In your name? Did a lot of good works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Hmm. Those are one of those texts. I mean, I don't, I don't have joy in, in uh, sharing that. I, I have joy in the, he gives us the way out. Because what Jesus is saying here is not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God enter the kingdom of heaven. So that is a clear indication to me that there's an importance on the, the understanding of what the kingdom of God is, God is and how it is to get there or how it is to get into the kingdom of God. Because when I, I can remember reading this verse one day, and it was probably, I don't know, seven years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, somewhere around there, a while ago, reading this verse and it just like jumped off the page and made me do a self-examination of, am I, am I that person? Because I read my Bible and I pray and I go to church and I, I do it, but am I that person? I mean, because where it says, uh, you know, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works? Am I that person who is kind of trying to even out the scales or uh, put the scales into my favor where I'm going to go to, to God one day and say, hey, look what I did. You got to let me in. Am I that person? I don't ever want to be that person. Because that person is not going to get into eternal glory. That person is going to be in the place where, where Jesus himself talks about that there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's where the, 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 those, the, those who do not have that relationship with Jesus are, are going to spend eternity. And eternity in hell is not a place where everybody's partying and having a good time. Eternity in hell is total isolation, uh, being burnt but not burning, um, not seeing anything around you, total misery, weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know that, that when you, something bad happens, you go, Ugh! imagine doing that forever, that feeling forever, that emptiness, that lostness. That's the alternative to, to not entering into the kingdom of God. And many people, because of, I'll just say this, and I'll take the pastor preacher road on this. Many people, because of poor preaching and poor truth-telling, are going to be disillusioned when they get to that gate, the pearly gates. You know, everybody envisions the pearly gates and say, okay, I'm coming in. Why? Because I've done all this good. I've been, I was in church every Sunday. I gave this amount of money. I did this. Okay, so why should I let you in, right? But, but I, did, I did all this stuff. Okay, I don't know you. That's what God's saying. Go away from me because I don't know you. I don't want anybody to stand at that, at that point because of my stead, because of, of what I have been, um, or I failed to communicate to you. 
I don't want to have to, because I know that I'm going to, every single person sitting here, I'm going to have to give account for that when I stand in front of God. I don't want them to say, well, he never told me that. I, I, I've had the conversation with many of you sitting here, I know this, that I would much rather be the bad guy and tell you the things you don't want to hear, but the things that you need to hear, so when you get down the road, that one, you don't encounter something that is going to cripple you for life, or two, that when you get, the, 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 the worst thing is the ultimate thing is when you get to heaven, you're like, hey, you're, that, that line that you're supposed to be in is over here. The, the sheep and the goats, you're in the line of the goats. I don't, know, I don't want somebody to be there because of me. So when I hear this and I see this and I, and, and I understand this to be what it is that God said, the truth that many will say, Lord, Lord, did I not, we not prophesy in your name. What I want everybody to do is, like Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't question your salvation, though. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. Because there, the, the majority of you who are sitting here, I've had conversations with you, and, and I can say you are um, in, uh, in the kingdom of God. But there are some in here that I've had conversations with you, and I would question if you are. And not because I'm trying to say I'm higher or mightier than you, but I want you to be with me and with the rest of us in the kingdom of God. I want you, like I said yesterday at the funeral service, that I want you to be with, with, with me and with us as Ed is taking us on these tours to see Jesus and to see um, uh, Yogi Bear's holy place of miniature golf and ice cream. And, you know, <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I want you to be there. But the way in which we're going to be there is to understand the truth of God, the under truth of God's word. I was having a conversation, and Bobby, his son's puked this morning, so he took him home. But I'm, uh, I was having a conversation with Bobby just a few weeks ago. And uh, I always like these conversations where uh, I'm have, me as, as a teacher, I'm having a conversation with somebody, and they, they, they uh, use what it is that I've taught them to use. And it's just, it's that, it, teachers, isn't that the best feeling when somebody uses, that's just, oh, I love it. So I'm talking to Bobby, and he was telling me about the friend that he's been working with. And um, they got into this conversation about, um, you know, religion and, and, and God and, and, and everything. And the guy said, well, yeah, I believe in God. And Bobby used my line that I know I've said a, a billion times, and I loved it. He said, yeah, you believe in God, but do you believe God? That's what it's all about. Do you believe him? Because I can believe in him, but if I don't believe what he says... I'm going to be the, one of these ones that are standing outside beating on the door saying, let me in, let me in. Didn't I do all a bunch of good works? Understand entrance into the kingdom of God does not come upon merit. Entrance in the kingdom of God comes upon a relationship with the king. Don't miss that. It, it, it's so very simple. Jesus came, it says he came to preach the, 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 the good news about the kingdom of God. What it is he came to preach is, here's how you get in. You get in because the king has, is ushering, ushering you in. The way in which we, we understand it and what, the way in which we, uh, we have that is we understand that, that free gift, and I love how Marlon prayed for all the guys today, that free gift that, that God has given to us, what we have to do is we have to receive that free gift. It's not receive the gift and blah, 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 all this other stuff. Entrance into the kingdom of God comes by having a relationship with the king. Who's the king? Jesus. 
I love how John Piper calls uh, Jesus King Jesus. The, the, the understanding that, that he is the king and wherever the king is, there's a kingdom. That's what Jesus was saying when he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's saying the king is here. Now, is there a present reality to the kingdom of God? You better believe it because um, the Bible tells us that the, the, the spirit of God, the spirit of Jesus resides inside of us. If the spirit of Jesus resides inside of us, the king is here. So that's where the kingdom is at. But there will be a time when we will um, be in a, a geographical, physical location of the kingdom of God. That's what we look forward to. But it doesn't minimize what we're doing here. We have to live every day as if we are in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is in us. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us stand out. That's what we understand as having not conformed to the standards of this world. Because the kingdom of God is inside of us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that dwells inside of us. If he raised Jesus from the dead, he can give life to our mortal bodies. That's what Paul says in Romans 8. He can give us life in our, in our mortal bodies. Don't think of this kingdom as something that is something that is, uh, that is not going to happen until the, 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 the last breath you take or the time when Jesus comes back. Let the kingdom of God shape every aspect of your life right now. Because remember, where the king is, that's where the kingdom is. And the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God. The question is, are you letting God rule and reign in your life? Jesus also says in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, probably on the same page as some of you if you're still in Matthew, Jesus says after he's talking about um, everybody being anxious about everything that is in our life, he says this, seek first the kingdom of God. First. Not second, not third. Not let's get everything figured out and then seek God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What does, that, what does that mean to seek the kingdom of God? Well, understanding the kingdom of God, like I just said, is where the king is at. It's seeking Jesus in everything that we do. There's a, uh, um, a little bit of, of a... Uh, exercise that's going on in uh, the Kackner household with, with Gabriel right now. He's, he's made some bad decisions and uh, done some crazy things. And uh, I know pastor's kid's not perfect, right? Everybody thinks so. Um, <laughs> no, pray for the pastor's kid, especially the youngest one. Um, but him and I sat down, we went on, we went on a ride, and, and uh, oh, by the way, Jake, he does not like coming to your house anymore because he was on the way to your house. Uh, so if, if I say I'm going over to, to Mr. Jake's house, he's, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, but on, the, on this ride, it, we were talking about some of the things that he, he's done, and it was one of those moments where God just brought to remembrance something that he told me a long time ago. 
God spoke, not audibly, but through his word, God spoke me a conviction in my heart that says, you know, if you were to think that I was there on every decision in which you made, would it change the decision in which you made? If Jesus, I know I've shared this with you, if you thought about Jesus being standing, or standing right next to you in a decision, would, what, what would the outcome of that decision, would it be, would it be um, kind of uh, changed a little bit different if Jesus was standing and looking over your shoulder as you're making this decision? Well, in that same aspect, I, I gave that to, to, to Gabe. Like, Gabe, you know, you've been making a lot of bad decisions here lately. W- those decisions, would you have made those decisions if Daddy was standing there beside you? Well, no. Well, think about that. When you go to make a decision, just think that, okay, if Daddy were standing there right beside me, would I do this? Well, I think a lot in much the same way if we have that kingdom mentality, and I think that that's what kingdom mentality is, that if we were to say, okay, am I going to do X, Y, Z, or how about this? I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. Well, you know, you, so you can have the positive and the negative side here. Would it, be, would it be affected if you had that kingdom mentality and understand the king is present? I'm standing in the presence of the king. Am I going to do this, or am I going to not do this? That's how the already not yet affects us today. Because the king is here. The king is alive and he's well. And he's wanting to do amazing things through us. But it takes obedience. It takes obedience to his rule. It takes obedience to his reign. It's not conforming to the standards of this world. It's being transformed by the renewal of our minds. Understanding that God wants us to know him. He wants us us to know him better all the time. Let's pray. Think about that just um, as we... Not only as we sit here, but as we, um, in a few minutes after we're done with, with the, the rest of worship, with song and baptism and all this, um, let us, if we, didn't, uh, if we didn't hear anything else, or maybe you heard a lot of things, you're trying to pick through what it is you want to focus on, just focus on the fact that the kingdom of God is at hand, like Jesus said. And understand the entrance into the kingdom of God. If we're in the kingdom of God, let's act like we're in the kingdom of God. Let's not bring the kingdom of God a bad name, a bad rap. Because we want more to be added to the kingdom. We want to be kingdom-minded. Yes, I said at the beginning, we want to fill the seats. Absolutely, because we want to fill the kingdom. That's how it's going to happen. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, God. We love you, Lord. We ask as we continue on in worship, as we continue uh, uh, to uh, lift up our voices to you, um, Lord, and then as we get ready to uh, make people bubble as we hold them under, uh, Lord, that all the glory, all the praise, all the honors to you. Uh, Lord Jesus, I, I ask that, that we can just focus on you in all that we do. Uh, Lord, I ask as we read tough texts like that that may offend us on the inside, that we... Um, that, that, that we really search our own soul to see, okay, why is this offend, offending to me? Why is this offensive to me? And then be willing and committed to us make the change, not try to change what your word says. 
God, we love you, Lord, we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Let's stand and worship.